Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio from Scotland, and um, uh, I am with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Hi, Frank. Morning. Morning. Can you hear me? Kinda. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I, if there's anyone out there who can't hear us, can you let us know? <laughs> That'll be tricky, won't it? That's like a joke. I think I'm joke. going to give up on the headphones. We're in um, we're in a field, and <laughs> I have a megaphone. It's like and, one of those um, Alan and uh, Emily have. You know when you put a fishing twine into the back of a bean can. That's I've got a stocking over mine. I'm not suggesting this is uh, any suggestion about the state of technology in Scotland. We're just think we're just having a bit of bad luck this morning. Anyway, we're at the Edinburgh Festival, which I think officially starts today. Really? Yeah. But um, it's uh, we've, there's been previews and things. There's life. There's well, been life weird. this week. It's weird that it starts today officially because everybody I know has been up here for ages, and I thought I was cutting it fine by arriving on Thursday. When did you get here? Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, I arrived. Yeah. I've got to say, it's very much got the feeling of everyone's a little bit still in their bathrobes with their rollers in, oh. free the dinner party. Do you know I mean? You rung the doorbell and they said, oh, we're not quite ready yet. Yes. But I like that. Of course. I like being north, early doors. In the northwest of England now, it's increasingly common to see ladies on the train with their rollers in. Like this. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's a thing. The wags do that. It's Are you still allowed to say wags? I don't, I don't know. know. I think, well, they, they, uh, they're almost to whatever happened to wags. If I could operate the jingles desk here, I might even hit it. Do you want me to do it? No, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just sing it. It'd be fine. I'd be fine. Frank, um, I've got a whatever happened to already this morning on the on the no Twitters. Can okay, I? is it um, Scottish technology? Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> Spencer Sibson oh, has yeah. got in touch. Morning, yeah, morning dream team. I wouldn't want SS. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, you wouldn't be able to resist the old lightning shout when you did you. <laughs> you know, when you had to do a signature and they, they say, can you just initial it? Yeah. You, you wouldn't be able to resist the lightning. Look, he's called us Dream Team. Okay. So already oh, I'm a fan. Okay. I've got a WHT. I feel sorry for him that this is almost certainly not being broadcast. <laughs> it's a big moment on Shut radio. Shut about it. <laughs> um, whatever happened to... Yeah. Shop assistants counting the change into your hand. Oh, yeah, okay. that's. Um, I think that's prob. I think avian flu. They stopped doing it, <laughs> oh, and they yeah. never, yeah. they never recommenced. They were keen on the contactless payments coming through after the avian flu. Yeah, they? when when they had the actually it might have been swine fever. I can't remember. <laughs> they're they're, they're, a, they're a blur. We get these things now and again that stop potato. stop all contact. Yeah, and I remember in uh, in mass on Sunday morning, the priest said, "We're not going to have the the handshake, the peace be with you handshake, because of uh, swine flu." Oh really? And uh, that was that was a bit strange. People were nodding. Oh but, yeah. Oh, it was like being um, in the Far East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the questions I remember from uh, Trivial Pursuit about. Uh, I forgot what the question is, but in China there is something like, or Japan, twenty-five people um, admitted to hospital for injuries caused by. Um, Bowing in close proximity. Is that right? Yeah, head injuries. Or like clash, clash of heads type yeah. stuff. Oh, and yeah, and as you know, FIFA rules. You have to, you have to stop Japan yeah. immediately <laughs> to do that. 
Hold on, we're off here. So um, just give me 10 minutes while I find, press the play button. I'm convinced this is not being broadcast. Have we had any texts? Yeah. We've had a text that suggests a response to something I've said. Oh, no, I was answering your question. Have we had any texts? Well, I have a... Yeah, we I have feel bad texts. about saying, can you text us to say... <laughs> Because obviously they won't be able to hear us. Well, I've had a response to something you said. Oh, have you? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I mean, it's not 100% positive, but I'm going to read it. I, well, I don't, no, I can't. I'd rather, I'd, rather, um, I'd rather broadcast into the ether than get negative waves. Absolute radio. So, uh, here's the thing. I went to see uh, a show. Oh, yeah. Very fine show, actually, called uh, The Big Bite Size Breakfast. And what it is, it's about... You see four or five plays in an hour. Oh, okay. That's um, good uh, value for money. Yeah, but like that'll, uh, you, sure. Cockwell, you'd like that. It's yeah, like you know what I love. No, but it's like a bargain. It's like a repertory company. Yeah, and uh, such a playwright now. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and they do. <laughs> he was these. talking about in the round earlier. When you do it in the round. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, I, I'd recommend it, but I went. I got in there. And at this stage at the Edinburgh Festival, because people are previewing shows, um, uh-huh. or they have been the last three days, if you're working at that venue and you've got your pass to say that, if the show doesn't sell out, you can go in. They let yeah. you in to fill up the seats, basically. Um, so um, I waited for the crowd to go in. There were still some empty seats. So yeah. uh, I went in, and uh, this uh, there was a, uh, a big woman with... Um, she had a pink oh. fan, a pink battery-operated fan. So it looked like one of those microphones that you see um, Frank Sinatra singing into. It's <laughs> big, round, like, you know, CBS. And she was, uh, she was blowing that, and she said, uh, come and sit by me. And um, I said, okay. She said, uh, I talk quite a lot, actually. I'm very entertaining. Oh, God. She sounds like me on a first date. And I said, great, I get uh, two shows for the price of one. And she said, uh, well, you'll have to pay me. Not the first time you've heard that. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it always hurts. (laughs) And I said, um, well, I didn't even pay to see this one, gesturing towards the stage. Mm. At which point she, um, how can I express this? She used a, a class A swear phrase, the second <laughs> word of which was off. Oh, my God. Twice. <laughs> and, then, and she said, and I mean it. So uh, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move and uh, sit somewhere else, else now. And because she was American, I said, I'm finding you quite hostile. <laughs> <laughs> which um, I, I, I hope she was American. I didn't want to think I was going to try and find her a hostel. Yeah. yeah. Because that wouldn't have been fair on the other residents. So, um, yeah, I moved. But that was my first show I went to. And um, I got... Um, what, a, what an opener. Yeah. A strange ex- interaction. Wow. I mean, twice with an I mean it. <laughs> I mean, people normally respond well to you, Frank. I don't think she knew... Um, my back catalogue. Of your, uh, your jocular persona. No, I don't think she knew that at all. But <laughs> so the idea that I hadn't that. paid absolutely outraged her. Yeah. Well, then maybe she knew that you were uh, worth a few quid and she was just outraged that free stuff comes to those that have already got... Well, she can tell yeah, by well. the clothes, because we should establish at this point, 
Frank has got a good a good look up here. He's really found his look. He was in that golden and... suit, wasn't he? He was in a golden suit. <laughs> really lording it I over people, what, what? boasting about his the free tickets I, and his I make, suit. I think, is the top hat. <laughs> <laughs> I find... I, I just think if you've got a few, Bob, you should... You have a certain yeah. uh, responsibility to wear it. I always think lottery winners, <laughs> as soon as you check the ticket... yeah. You're online for a top hat. That's the first thing. Yeah, uh, but uh, it it can it can turn people again. You okay. certainly. I, I mean, I'm still I'm not done working through your look, so we'll return to that. Okay, I think it's my diary of an Edwardian lady look. <laughs> Would you, would you it's agree? It's more, you know what it is? It's the playwright's look, which oh, I'm going to get on to. Oh, I wish I'd have worn spectacles yeah. now. <laughs> because um, when I've got my uh, Gregory Pecks on, and that's not rhyming slang, it's... Uh, no. I thought I you may know, I, I, wear, <laughs> I wear spectacles uh, based on those worn by Atticus Finch in well, uh, to, to Kill a Mark. Frank, your book. look is quite the father in 101 Dalmatians. Oh, okay. yeah, I like that. Okay. That's just I'm just about right for that. Yeah. Actually my look at my age ought to be man's doctor seeing in Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll settle for that. Absolute radio. Can I add we are very, very happy to be in Edinburgh. We're just having uh, a slight uh, headphone thing. You, you what may, do you care? You may add that. You know, I you think. got your own problems there at home. Well do you need layers? I mean, what yeah, a hangover but... that is, Steve. <laughs> I bet that hits 80 people. (laughs) It's lovely. Can we just say it's lovely and cool in Edinburgh? I hope we now don't get, like, all the Steves texting in saying, yeah, I'm one, and it becomes like I'm Spartacus. What if we get more (laughs) than 80? I'd be be really happy with that. You'd be quite pleased by that. So can I tell you, so I moved away from this uh, lady and uh, sat with her... Who abused you? Yeah. I sat with a, a couple... Who showed oh, me? Very modern. They showed me a five-page spreadsheet that they had, detailing the, the shows they were going to. The uh, what? One hundred and seventy shows they were wow. going to see during the festival. Shut up! Absolutely amazing. Did you take the opportunity to go one hundred and seventy? Yeah, that sounds a lot. <laughs> but I said I saw a brilliant play last night called Everything Not Saved. I said it was great. I said there were six Rasputins on stage at one at one point, and the guy looked at me with a strange pain in his eye. And I realised if you've bought tickets for one hundred and seventy <laughs> shows, yeah. what do you what you don't want is a recommendation for one that isn't on your list. <laughs> it's like, do you ever get back from holiday? So you've been to Rome, you've had a great time, and you say, oh, "I had a brilliant." So did you see the Trevi Fountain? You think, oh, I didn't, no. didn't uh, see that, and the whole thing is, yeah. Frank, you should have recommended your own play. Oh, that would have been great, have wouldn't it? For that, yeah, but I, I don't know if he had that on the list. I, I had a, I had a quick perusal, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Can I just say, I went yeah. to see Frank's play yesterday. I'm well, I saw both my boys yesterday. Firstly, I would like to thank you, both of you, for your consistently high standard of work. There's a lot of good stuff, but let's face it, it's a lot of terrible stuff, and it's just such a relief. It's reassuring to know I, I won't have the, the orcs moment backstage. Oh, that's good. I saw Frank's play. Nina's got news, 2.50. Uh, Pleasant Dome, everyone. That's not the price. Okay, no, that's the time. <laughs> Matinee, dear. Al, I'm so proud of that boy. 
That's oh, good. He's a playwright. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He's but got he it all, was, hasn't he? It's Does fabulous. It you must, everyone must go and see it. You know, but you know, um, oh. we saw him. No, I'm do <laughs> you know, I don't like praying. like everyone this. Everyone must go and see yeah, it. Everyone. Not if they've already got 170 tickets booked. Not everyone. Well, get onto your show. I might minute. be on their list. I'm not saying but I'm not might, on their list. Might. What about when Frank was in? There was a queue. Big queue, Ali had. And Daisy, the producer, Frank, Frank was going through, you know, there was, he was greeting his fans. I was basking. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Daisy said, look at Frank, it's like Tom Cruise at the Mission Impossible premiere. Oh, <laughs> was it? it was hardly I mean, there was three old men. I was Let's on my knees at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, can I tell you, I had a, something that never, you know, occasionally we're doing this radio, thank you, Em, by the way, but you know, you know, occasionally we're doing this radio show, and if you don't mind saying, Alan, you're, uh, uh, your stomach sometimes slightly rumbles. Yes, yes, it has. And you've gone up in my estimation so much. No, I've got a yeah. weird thing that my stomach never rumbles. It just never rumbles. I'm and then I was sitting that. watching this um, <laughs> this breakfast uh, performance. I say bre- it's a breakfast performance in Edinburgh. It started at ten thirty, <laughs> and um, my stomach suddenly did one really loud. I mean, a really, yeah. with quite a sustained ending, like feedback at the end, like a right. velvet oh, underground. Was it like an E flat? Really good. Well, the way that it was so, it was like, I imagine how a, a lava lamp must feel. Right. That, and I thought, wow, I never get that. And then one re- much louder with the sort of psychedelic at, it, it, it went a bit um, BBC Radiophonic Workshop. <laughs> and I was starting to get embarrassed because it was, I feel it a bit was tense loud. Now. It was, I was tense. And, but get me, and I, I swear to you, this is true. I'm not exaggerating. Anyway, this is what happened. <laughs> it went again in a real kind of way. And the woman next to me went, mm, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I was squirming. <laughs> I don't remember the show. Hadn't, I mean, the show had been started five minutes, probably. I'd already been told to, uh, well, I'd been sworn at yeah. and, twice. And uh, and now my even my innards were getting... Uh, it seems like the general public has realised that now you're a playwright, you're free to be heckled yeah, in the street. Yeah, they've, they've turned again me. <laughs> Radio. Um, I, we're still working on the technical things here. Yeah, it's fair to say. I think it's getting a bit. I tell you what, I feel like talking to you guys. I feel like you know when someone uh, when a, a pilot has a heart attack or something. Yeah, and, oh, and, and a passenger takes over the the uh, yeah. thing, and they have to talk them down from the uh, from the control tower. That, that's that. the kind of sound quality I'm getting from you. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. Frank, I mentioned thing. your play, which I loved. Yes. I'd also like to mention I went to see the cockerel last night. I was banned. Yeah, oh, not yeah. quite banned. I snuck in. No, discouraged. I well, you're coming back, so you can see it later in the run. But well, um, I, I, th- I saw my role as eye candy last night. When you get to my Thank age, you. Al, you don't think I'll come back and see it in three weeks' time? <laughs> 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 um, but you, anyway, you, I think you'll like it. He, Al, I you did well last like night. I've never seen Al not be very funny. He I can brilliant. honestly say that. I, uh, also, nice. 9.40, actually, the stand, that is. Um, I'm the listings person on the show. Aren't you? Al, you know what I loved, Frank? After the, I thought, I'll go back. I think I've got a right. I know him well enough. He had yeah. a few back last night, in fact. He wasn't expecting it. No, oh, I was, was banned. But, um, <laughs> he didn't know they were coming. People just turned up. Yeah, Beverly but, Sisters. You were banned. 
Yeah. Beverly Sisters were there. Just Joint Babs, I yeah. think it was. The Crankies, they were back there. Oh, well, they're, they're always around. Yeah, yeah. But Frank, you would have respected this. He's, uh, he's just come off stage from his big gig and his He's mate, looked up. He's, he's looked up. His cool comedy mate said, Al, uh, can I uh, get you a cup of tea? <laughs> I mean, it was like Thor heard. You see, if I'd have gone out, I would have said, I've had an idea for a gag you can do. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. You know, I, I actually had to fight. I went to see that, that the multiplay thing, mm. the, the big bite-sized breakfast. I, I, there was a, a, it started with an Anglo-Saxon reenactment. Oh. Uh, so I thought this is so far up my strata. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he, what do you think of this? So at one point, uh, I, won't, I won't spoil the play, but a, a woman who is being um, William the Conqueror mm-hmm. hits the Saxon guy with a baguette across the back of the head. Oh. Right. <laughs> and he's going to go and oh, oh, rubbing his head, you know. I'm making it. It's it's really funny and clever. But anyway, so great. Um, so I thought what he should have said is because she's William the Conqueror. Remember, he should have said, "Oh, you've you've given me a a, a pain in my head," and she should have said, "No, no, actually, it's pronounced pan pan." Oh. No, come on, yeah. Do you know there aren't enough puns in this world? Oh yes, there are. But I went to uh, <laughs> I went to. Uh, I, I saw them after, you know, they were did around you, you outside. You didn't give them that no, note, I did. did you? No, you know, I fought it. It was on the very tip of my tongue, oh. but I fought it. I hate That's, it when you give notes. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I, I, re- I don't want to do it. I don't want to be that person. But I think of so many funny things. <laughs> it's more of a curse than a gift. Oh well, no. Generally, it's a gift. <laughs> but when it's other people's things, can I tell you about another show? You can, as long as I can tell you sure. about Sue Pollard. Okay, well, always. <laughs> okay. I met Sue Pollard yesterday. Lovely. Actually, maybe we should talk about our whole back on this show. I did okay. BBC Breakfast yesterday. I saw oh. it. There was a the show started with in order to 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 suggest the whole spirit of the festival. They had all these people lined up: acrobats, vocal group, uh, knife throwing, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then it swirled. The camera pans across all this, all the colour and vivacity of the Edinburgh Festival, and ends up <laughs> at me and Maureen Lipman on the sofa. <laughs> so it begins with the Chinese acrobats, and they start off. So they've got like eight seconds to plug their act. And uh, they jump onto the thing, slip, one knocks the other one over. And it's just, I mean, it's like a clash of heads. <laughs> it was, oh. I, I mean, mean, that was their big moment. Has PR ever gone more wrong than <laughs> that? Oh, I, I did feel yeah. for that. She was, down, she was down for, I bet, 30 seconds. Oh, dear. I thought, I thought they'd killed her. Yeah. But um, I saw you on BBC Breakfast, Frank. Yes. He, he did some, he, he was good, actually, Al. He said, uh, they said, oh, have you ever considered being in a soap, Frank? Had a lovely answer up his sleeve. Well, because I was say, I was on. Um, did you? I wasn't sure. I said it's been suggested I use more soap. I don't know if it was really up there. Laugh. I'm, I'm, I, I'm. They loved it. I wish you hadn't taught me to say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I regretted it the first time. But anyway, the the truth was I was being interviewed with Maureen Lipman, and when you've been in, I love Maureen Lipman. Uh-huh. I, I tell you what, I, I I particularly love her. I once um, presented an Olivier Award. And me and the other presenters were in a room watching. It's it, it's filmed in the af, in the sort of midday it starts, right. and then they put it out in the evening on telly. So there's me and Maureen Lipman and some other presenters, 
and the woman wins a, a prize and she goes up in like a, a ball gown. Mm. And Maureen Lippman went, lunchtime, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always loved her for that. But when you're being interviewed with Maureen, it's a bit like crossing a busy road. If a gap comes, you've got to get across because there oh. might not be another one for a while. Talk. Yeah. So um, anyway, you, there was... You did all right. Sorry, am I going on too long in this? I've got to tell you this. First, they had, knife, they had a knife-throwing man. Oh. Did I tell you that? And uh, a, a lady who stood there. I mean, I, I'm amazed it's still... Yeah, I'm surprised because that... Health I mean, and safety and feminism, you think, would be two, uh, <laughs> two movements that might have put yeah. a stop to it, but no. And then, um, and so we watch a bit of that, and then Maureen says, um, well, I was actually asked to, um, to do that, to stand there and let him throw knives at me. And I thought, oh, they never asked me that. Perhaps it is a bit of a yeah. sexy. And then she said, and I said, good morning, Britain. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought... Well, A, that's the name of the show on the other side. And B, what do you, what do you mean by that? It's not a great answer. So did you ever ask for oh, no, I'm too frightened of it. I have to ask for verification. You don't, you don't ask Mo for verification. <laughs> you just take it. Oh, big Mo. I mean, she told it the story a... about she'd been offered a part in Coronation Street and she yes. was going to say no. And then uh, her, hus- uh, her late husband, who's a Jack brilliant Rosenthal. playwright, yeah, yeah, Jack Rosenthal, but also was, was wrote loads of uh, Coronation Street. A light suddenly came on above his portrait, and that's how she knew oh. um, so that she was going to do it. And we didn't question that either. We've just, I mean, if if Mo says it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it happens. But uh, it was uh, it was quite an experience. I think the Chinese girl was still on the floor at this point. <laughs> Absolute radio. Oops, went a bit DJ. <laughs> Fight that, Frank. So I've seen some great things, Frank. I bet you have. You always, when you come up here, you fill your boots. I really mm. do. I go hard or go home. And I'm not going home. Yeah. Uh, I tend to go home nowadays. <laughs> yeah. It's for the best. Went to see Sue Pollard. Okay. You never one did. Show. I did. Excellent. I took uh, Sarah, the assistant producer. Oh, yeah. And it's a whole new world to her. Yeah, well, you don't, you don't want to be asking about tickets and that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think she was a bit, because we sat, I don't know if she knew who Sue was. It's, well, she's post high DI, certainly. Yeah, she's yeah. a young one. So she did say, it's a one-woman show uh, about a hoarder. And we sat there and Sarah said, shall I do uh, an Instagram? Is it grammable? Yeah, I said, I don't know and it's it called is. Heidi Hoarder, is that no. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, although, funny you should say that, Frank, because obviously it's the sort of elephant in the room, isn't it? Come I on. know, well, it's, the thing is it was some of our younger listeners, I think there's about four, yeah. may not have heard of Heidi High, but it was a massive sitcom and she was like one of the uh, characters yeah. That everyone did impress. You know, we were talking about um, David Bellamy. Yes. But one of those impressions that everybody did, and yeah. Sue Pollard was one of them. Oh, Miss Cathcart. <laughs> <laughs> that. Very good. good. I remember did, the name of the boss. Yeah. Did you have that in your? Uh, I uh, I didn't. As we know, I looking back on it, I was a very male voice impersonator. I just did David Bellamy, Frank Spencer, and Jimmy Cricket. They were my, okay. they were my big three. I did a fabulous uh, former Norwich City, Norwich and Man City manager, John Bond. Did you? Quite specialist interest that one, wasn't it? I mean, I don't. Well, it's a very important game, Jim. Yeah, that was. And believe me, that's just like him. I bet that was good. great. Yeah. So, 
her character, who was, I believe, called Peggy Olrenshaw, is that correct? Maybe I might I be wrong. Have I made it was that Peggy, up? so okay. Peggy. Okay, so let me have half of it. The John well, I, don't, I, the John Bond I just don't remember this. I didn't know she had a surname. I think it was. I mean, but... we never saw Miss Cathcart. Miss Cathcart was one of those characters like her indoors, and she must oh, be a nice. bay. And Charlie, of course, from Charlie's Angels, who never and ever the appeared. engineer in the studio. Yeah, never, <laughs> never, never saw them. Douglas, who we've heard a lot about this morning, is not here. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm thinking him as I'm, I'm going to call him Plugless Douglas. <laughs> but Frank, they had for Sue Pollard's set. She's a hoarder, so it's set. You know, in, in order to signify that she's a hoarder, lots of newspapers and lots things. Lots of newspapers, like. a suitcase, crisp oh. bags. Any crisp bags knocking around? No, they don't I, hoard crisp bags. Don't oh they? no, it's just untidiness. You're right. My hat mistake. and a Union Jack flag, okay. and a football. But you know what else was there? As a little nod. To her former career. Not the yellow blazer. They had a yellow blazer oh. hanging on. And she never got, she aspired <laughs> yeah. to the yellow blazer. It was cruel. Did they yeah, really? Had a little yellow blazer. Sue, intertextuality, oh. meta references from Sue Pollard. Very clever. Yeah. There are a lot of lovely elderly gentlemen there with glasses on a lanyard in the audience. Nice. Absolute radio. You know, Sue Pollard in a questionnaire in the Daily Mail once cited me as her um, would but shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought, hold on, I'm not quite, why shouldn't? <laughs> I thought he's lost it. Quite <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> I don't think she'll be able to speak again this week. Oh, Miss Cat Cat. <laughs> um, sorry, carry on. Sue Pollard called you. <laughs> I know, I mean, that is your struggling. If, if Sue Pollard is thinking, well, obviously I'd be dropping my standards a bit. <laughs> Not that she is no lovely woman, don't get me wrong. I met her yesterday. She's very, very nice. <laughs> ah, yes. So carry on, eh? Yeah, so you know what? I mean, as we say, let's, with all the performances here, we'll be discussing, it's early doors. It's yeah. still in a bathrobe and rollers. Yeah. So you've got, you mm. know, you've got to give people that. And But she's gone a bit Alan Bennett talking heads. I like that. Oh, I like that. But, you it's know, a serious place. Yeah, yeah, go, serious, God yeah. bless her for that. She plays about six different characters. Oh, does only, she? Yeah, but she doesn't change her voice. So oh. it's just sometimes I didn't know who... You know, you don't want you... her to change her voice, no. though, once you've no. got, got Pollard. Yeah, what yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, she was Pollard. talking very honestly to me about it and said, I'm still, oh, it was previews this yeah, week, so, yeah. like everybody yeah. else. She says, I'm still, you know, I'm still finding it. <laughs> oh, I love a bit yeah. of Pollard, though. Oh, she's uh, great. And I, I think I can't think of another Sue that doesn't use the E. But she oh, doesn't fine. use the E. No, it's Sue so S U. Oh. It's quite seventies that. Yeah, unless because um, I think they named the student union bar after her. Oh at, yeah, um, at Warwick. <laughs> I know it's just SU. I think. But uh, yes, I I can't think if anyone can think of another of an E-less Sue. Yeah. <laughs> Has Sue Barker got an E? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Oh, you couldn't you? go into international tennis without an E on a Sue. <laughs> that, it, you wouldn't have it. No, they won't have that. Um, uh, we better go. I'm getting. Um, okay, I'm getting but I haven't even mentioned Laurel and Hardy. Well, we'll come to come to them in a minute. No longer with us. Okay. <laughs> it's any yacht new listeners. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio from Edinburgh, yeah. and with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. 
Um, mm. We've actually had an email that I'd like to bring to your attention. That, um, it, ha- it takes part of my Friday night troll. You know, I like to look through the Friday night emails. I, that I, I love it. Nothing um, wasted. Even the feet. It's, and, it, uh, and even in yes. Edinburgh he does it as well. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's titled Tally Marks. Um, dearest Alan, the Divine M, and that other bloke—that means you, Frank. Mm. I, I think they should just call you the playwright. Dear, from since I've become a playwright, people hate me. I'll start. <laughs> I'll start by redacting praise. They say, and then they put in brackets that they're a massive fan. You guys often talk about how people exaggerate how often they've seen films, etc. That's the thing that we've been doing in recent weeks. Frank has a theory that if someone says, "Oh, they've seen Finding Nemo twenty times," they mean like twelve or whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, as a sad and rather pedantic scientist, I have for many years oh, call made, me. I, I have for many years made small tally marks at the back of DVD covers each time a film is watched. Oh. As such, I have an extremely accurate handle on the real data. If more of your listeners adopted this strategy, there would be a whole lot more honesty in this world. Cheers, Andrew Collins. P.S. This email was programmed program to send at this specific time so as to maximise the chance of being caught by Cochrane's late night Friday night troll. Ah, <laughs> oh, clever. <laughs> Typical Very. scientist. He's thought it through. He's got a lot of systems and I like I, that. I like this dude. Like yeah, him but, um, He'd be a nice friend for you while you're up in Edinburgh. Big fan. Who might big not be fan. in Edinburgh. May not be in Edinburgh, but, but I've met a of... lot of nice women on my touring whoa, whoa, days. Whoa, I don't, whoa. I don't think they'd have gone for the tally mark. <laughs> I think they'd have been offended. <laughs> yeah, it's not a system for every. No, it doesn't work across memory. the board. It's all right for DVDs or impersonal <laughs> uh, things at the best of times. Well, I liked it. Um, I, uh, I, can I tell you, I went to see a show. Now, I went, I've just been trying to, you know, catch as much as I can, because I'm only up here for a few days. So yeah. I went to see uh, a show with a double act called, now, tell me if you've heard of these, Al. It's called Raymond and Mr. Timkin. Yes, I have heard of them. I've worked with them many times. So I went to see them uh, doing an hour at the Pleasant Dome. Comics? Uh, yeah, well, we'll come to that. Okay. Because I've never seen a show like it before. Right. It was, and I spent maybe 20, no, 10 minutes thinking, what is this? <laughs> and then and then thinking, it's, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? Surely this is terrible. Oh, really? And then I started just smiling a bit. And then really laughing. And I'll tell you what was a weird thing is I got out of there and I was still laughing when I left the gig. Oh. And I st- someone, asked, I, just two people came up to me and started talking to me who I, who I didn't know. And I was still laughing. And they said, what are you laughing at? I said, I'm, I think I'm catching up on the 10 minutes in that show <laughs> when I wasn't laughing. <laughs> the, the laugh, I'm still laughing for an hour. I just, it's, it's like when, do you remember when Eddie Shah brought out Today newspaper and the colour pictures all had a slight overlap? It was like that. Yeah. So um, I've never seen anything like it. What is it, cabaret? Well, what is it? There's a lot. Well, what is it? I mean, there's so much that you've said that they could use for their poster quote, including, well, is this terrible? No, but I, I, I wouldn't... <laughs> what I, is it? If I'd just seen it and thought it was terrible, I wouldn't have mentioned no, it. No, of course. But the well, fact that would that, be a good and, poster quote. And also, <laughs> and that you laughed for an hour. Like, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Thanks, Skinner, you know. laugh but for that, an hour. But I, they wouldn't be happy with me laughing... 
ten minutes after the show had ended. In fact, I went straight in to see another show after this couple, and this bloke must have thought he was storming it, because I was still laughing a bit at those two. But I was sort of laughing at their... Um, for a start of it, felt completely untouched by anything that's happened in comedy in the last 40 years, was oh, one no, thing about it. Oh, no, I knew you liked it. I think you liked it. But, I uh, haven't uh, seen them for many years, but I'm going to go... Well, I don't know if this has always been there, but most of it is... There's no real dialogue as such. It's clips from yeah, music songs. And, yeah, yeah. So, and elaborate puns, but like I've never seen puns done mm. before. Okay. And... Um, there was lots of uh, stuff about breaking wind and all that was going on. Yeah. But some of it was like so from a diff. I couldn't believe it was still happening. I'll give you, I, I, okay. I don't like doing people's gags from shows, but there's about nine million gags in this one. So I think one is an example. So, for example, they, uh, are you familiar with the, 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 the 60s classic um, World Without Love by Peter and Gordon? Yes. Uh, I'm not. It goes, don't lock me away and please allow the day. It's a great, lovely little thing. I don't want to live in a world without love. Yeah, exactly. So they held up a sign that said girls allowed, Mm. as in the band. And then they just played the beginning of the second verse, which goes, birds sing out of tune. (laughs) 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 Quite <laughs> the use of the word birds. I mean, it was. Oh, uh, I, do you know that's so new, lads? Lovely nod to the I'll new lads. I'll tell you, Summer, I would say if you could only see one show in Edinburgh, I, I, would, I would like people, anyone who listens to this show, to go because I'd like to know what they thought. Because I came out of it <laughs> thinking, I don't know what I think about this, but I am laughing about it. So it must be, it's got to be good. I predict that they're going to be the talk of the town because they've been everyone's favourite on the circuit for years Have and years. Have they really? Yeah, yeah, loads of people absolutely love them. They're oh, great. they're going to be the talk of the town because they're going to have on their poster now, if you go and see one show in Edinburgh, Frank Skinner, <laughs> yeah. except except the first 10 minutes. Well, they're an interesting combo. Mr. Mr. Timkins looks like, um, you know that man... Mr. Timkins? You know that man from the ministry in like, yes. those old black and white movies, like Richard Wattis? So yes. he's got that thing. And then Raymond uh, could have been in the Wurzels. Yes. He's got that. So it's a, uh, He's got a Benny from Crossroads vibe going on. Yeah, hasn't he? but um, <laughs> I, it was the, one of the strangest experiences of, of more, all my Edinburgh fringe going stuff. But I'm still slightly laughing um, two days later. Great. <laughs> Absolute radio. How, how's your. You've got a show on and all that. Yeah, well, it started last night and um, it's up and running. I enjoyed it. Emily Dean came and looked very comfortable. That was. Did I? I thought you're, you're. We always discuss your fashion. It's not often the people on stage talk about whether <laughs> the people in the audience look comfortable. I mean, I hate to but, talk about me, but let's but, talk about but you me. Did. did you see me in the audience? Did you connect uh, with no, me? No, but I think you were off to stage right yeah, in I laughed, the sort of in what I bit a bit of the room. The room's a strange layout, and I call that bit the den in my head, like it's off to the right. Little VIP section. Yeah, I it's a nice it. section. Oh, velvet nice rope. Section. Yeah. Um, I remembered it. And you know they laughed. That's that's my review. Yeah, he, that. did great. he did great, Frank. That's yeah, always good. I enjoyed it. Uh, however, I've set myself some weird challenges this month. Um, you know, I'm aside interested, from the show. Aside from the show, you know, I'm interested in stoicism, and they have a thing. Well, you don't you don't go on about it. I don't much, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they have a thing where apparently you can set yourself a stoic challenge of thirty days without complaining. 
Um, now, that is not the way most artists approach the Edinburgh Festival. No, but that But I'm I'm beginning that really? challenge. And if, if I wasn't, I might think that it was a bit annoying that my sound man didn't flash the lights at me at 50 minutes like I asked him to. But... I'm not complaining. I just I will Can mention I it to you. And say, you, could did, you? you did complain to me about that when we met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've already failed. So the story system is not going that well. We should well. explain yeah. to people what that means, please. Oh, it means a sort of an acceptance of life, the good and the bad, without complaining about it, and just yeah. an no, acceptance. No, I'm talking about when they flash the lights. At oh, you. sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I want stoicism for dummies. I want my show to last. Uh, 55 to okay. 60 minutes so if he flashes me on 50 and I think oh I'll do one more bit or another couple of bits then so a light flashes at the back of the room that the audience hopefully at yeah. that stage the audience is still looking at the stage yeah and uh, and so then, you, then you know it's wind down I but never knew that because I just thought comics were brilliant with time a and glimpse just... behind the curtain would be that yeah. in comedy clubs they quite often say when do you want your red light and if you're doing 20 minutes many comics will say 18 like me on 18 I prefer 17 because, you know, I'm long-winded. It's not a question you want to ask Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. I, I find that the only occasions when the, the, the lighting man has forgot to give me the light to tell me that time is up is shows that are going really quite badly. That's not right, is and it? And then I end up doing, like, you know, a lot. Even yeah. more. It's kind of counterintuitive because really they should forget to like you if they're really involved and it's going great. Yeah. But it's always the other way for the, and I'm going to say artiste, for the artiste. Oh, say artiste, it's yeah. fine. I, I like that artist. now he's a playwright. I've got an artist pass for a venue, so I must be one. Have you? Yeah. What? Um, Sorry, on. carry on. I thought you were going to ask me a little question there. No, I, I just, I thought, I tell you what I'll think at this stage, I'll go, whoop. And I just did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've just had Don't some... think for a second that you caught, that I was caught off. People just... are already, can I just say, Al, sorry, people are already discovering Raymond and Mr. Timkins. Oh, really? As Frank, sending in YouTube clips. I've got a dog called Raymond. If I get another dog, I'm going to call it Mr. Timkins. That's a good I idea. Think, yeah, I okay, think, thank you. It sounds more like a cat's yeah. name, Mr. Timkins. They're going to sell think? out their okay. run now because of Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that 10 minutes into the show when I was thinking, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Frank has the same effect on comedy as um, Tom Daly does with the master pan. Yeah. But you know that Mrs. Brown's Boys thing when you think, yeah. have, they managed, have they found the show that was made in 1948? <laughs> but it's still funny. In those days when people just laughed. Yeah. And it, it didn't have to Back go. When comedy was less complicated. Yeah. It wasn't run through a committee. People just said stuff that made the audience laugh. I'm not, I mean, don't get me wrong. Most of the changes have been for the good, yeah. can I yeah. say. When I started comedy and did some mainstream clubs, I heard people say things which oh. <laughs> profoundly upset me. But um, this was more of a... Uh, it had a simplicity about it, if you know what I mean. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm loath to use the word recommend, but I want you to see because it's, <laughs> it's a show I will, I think, remember the rest of my life. Obviously, that might not be that long. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I must stop saying that, but I think it would be great for you guys if I did die suddenly to be able to say... It's funny because he was just saying the other week, I, I, always, <laughs> I like a, um, a, a, a post-collapse um, ironic anecdote. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Frank and Alan. Yes. I saw a show yesterday, and apart from my two boys sitting here, mm-hmm. this is my third most favourite... Uh, it was, it's one of my picks of the fringe. Oh, okay. It is called 
Songs by Kylie. Okay. The performer is from Australia. He's called Michael Griffiths. He's a huge Kylie fan. It's okay. not a euphemism. No, well, he just, it, okay. I mean, it sort of is. Yeah, but yeah he's, I'm guessing. You know, yeah. Uh, but he did a great thing. I mean, I really recommend it. He does his own versions of them. He's got the keyboards. There's all sorts of dry ice going on. He does oh, a little dance. Tight gold hot pants? No. He dressed okay. more like a sort of PO. He said a white shirt and jeans. You know what? Oh. Michael didn't need the hot pants. He was that good. Okay. Yeah. I needed the hot pants. <laughs> good on you for not mentioning the fact that I was wearing those. Well, I've got one of those heated seats in the car, so I don't wear mine. Right. Yeah, yeah. He did a great thing, though. He came on. And as we know, early doors, we've discussed this, bathrobe and rollers time. He was great. He was very professional. Mm-hmm. But he came on and he sort of anticipated it because he said, look, it's my opening night, loves. Uh, look, I'm going to be honest. I need a ton of support from you tonight. <laughs> OK. Uh, because the previews, I'm not going to lie, they have been a disaster. <laughs> so I really want you to show me some love. Is that OK? Are you with me? I mean, and was, I it part, was it an ironic postmodern part of the show? Was I it from the heart? I think it was heart? a clever ploy because it was actually brilliant. But, but we were so Do you so think he was him. sincere? Oh. Yeah, I think maybe he might have been because then he was saying, you've been amazing. You've been incredible. I love you. And then at the end, he was so happy. He said, it's my first night. I'm going to celebrate with some champagne because it's my first night. I've got some champagne. I think we should all have a drink. My partner's here. His partner came shuffling on with the champagne. What was she like? <laughs> she, she had a, a beard. a question from 1978. <laughs> she had a beard, Frank. Oh, did she? Did she? And, and what uh, was he like? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And did you have a champagne? Well, was a question you'd would be a reasonable one to ask. Yeah, Carver. No, he said, look, you know, it's. Uh, I think it's time we raise a glass, and you know, it's my. Fa- and then he, his partner poured a drink for him and he drank the champagne while oh. we watched. Oh, I, I mean, you know, Michael, come on, he scrimped on, on that front. Oh. But yeah, but probably there's a spoon going in that bottle. He'll be having another glass out of it tomorrow. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Just put a fake cork back in to make it look I brand new I thought about going to that channel and I wasn't sure about it. And for me, I've got to be, got to be certain. Oh. <laughs> oh. Frank. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yes. once you go, I mean, I can't get it out of my head now. Oh, <laughs> wow. Alan, not going to no, happen, I'm, is it? Not going to happen. She's a papa. Oh, very good. <laughs> oh, it's a long, it's a long walk. If we're going to do every Kylie hit, <laughs> I'm very much first to albums as well myself. Yeah. After I should that. be so lucky. After that, I, I was <laughs> avoiding that. I know. <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, I'm sure they... Uh, anyway, uh, uh, this, would you recommend that show, though? Recommend it? The, the producer cried. I mean, she'd had a late night and had been drinking, but she cried <laughs> at his rendition of I Wouldn't Check... Hand on My Heart. Oh, yeah. She was sobbing. Really? Even Michael was a bit shocked. <laughs> God, the previews must have been tough. <laughs> Absolute Radio. I... Uh, Have you been to the Pleasance Dome, um, this festival? Not so far. Frankie goes to Hollywood. See, I went went there and uh, I went to the toilet there. And it it wasn't what I was expecting. 
So I went into the men's toilets. How can I explain this? You know when you go into a, a urinal? Yeah. You go in and you... Um, Stand. Well, you, yeah, but before that you have to unzip oh, and... God. All right. Yeah, all that, yeah. You have to go al, al fresco. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I walked in already doing that. Right. But there's kind of an anti-room. And then you have to walk through that room, which is just sinks. Right. And then the urinals are proper. From where I, um, from the point where I actually um, went al fresco, I probably had to walk another (laughs) twenty-five feet. Too much. And it was like it was like crossing a room at a party, completely exposed. It was. I just completely mistimed my. um, Were there other? Um, gentlemen in there? Well, uh, there were, but I think they probably just thought they see so many strange things at the uh, at the fringe. They probably just thought that you know you're a very busy man now. You're a playwright, and you've obviously life hacked. Yes, <laughs> you've optimised your time. But he's I'm, using his journey time well. I, I went. I went so <laughs> early on it. It was, uh, and you can't you can't like put it put it in. I, I would have had time to put it away and get it out, but I just I, I had to brazen it out. Oh, lovely! But it was, uh, <laughs> lovely way to put it. It was. Um, it was very awkward. Well, you've got the new. It fits with the new slightly um, dishevelled genius. Oh. I mean, I can. You, you look immaculate. It, yeah. But uh, I don't know what goes on in that. In I that think. In, I think in 2018. <clears throat> no. You can do it anywhere. Else. If I start doing that generally in the street, <laughs> no, there'll be trouble. Keep it to the antechamber. Oh, I went. I, I went to a show in a yurt. Did you? How was that? Yeah, when were you last... I, remember, I once had a massage in a yurt. Which, I think I um, read about that in your talk. Yes, was, was, was it a police scene? Yeah, that's the first draft for it didn't scan. <laughs> for a message in a bottle. <laughs> massage in a yurt. Yeah, uh, and I remember, story. I remember lying on this table. I hate massages. Too touchy. I just hate them. I always feel ill after. Yeah. They're terrible. I'd never have another massage, ever. Okay. Um, okay. Good to have a rule. Yeah. <laughs> I had a massage in Japan and I was bruised the yeah, next yeah. day. Really? Oh, come yeah, on. That can hurt. <laughs> so uh, I remember lying on that massage table and looking up and there's a hole, you know, you know, there's a hole in the top of a yurt and just there was the sky. Oh, yeah. Lovely. It wasn't true of the show I went to, but I, I saw um, a woman called uh, Tessa Waters. Okay. Do you know what? Australian act. No. No. Man, I've got to tell you, it was really funny. Was it? Oh, it was good. proper. Started with a pillow fight. Really? I yeah. Love a pillow fight. Well, that sounds good fun. So I won't, I won't give too much away, but she got someone up and they had a pillow fight, and I thought I'd forgotten pillow fights existed. I thought the money I've spent on soft play centres, yeah, it's all there in my home. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she walloped this bloke. I mean, I Excellent. thought it was going to be a bit of fun at the beginning. She really went after him with the pillow. It was I'd forgotten what a pillow fight could be. It's like gladiators. Oh, it does get out of hand eventually. I think that's might might be why they've sort of deteriorated. Well, they always yeah. associate them with like through a blitz of feathers, but that yeah. that didn't happen. No, yeah. that's but, memory foam for you. But um, she, there was thirteen of us in this yurt. And it sounded like 400. 13 of us in this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you get, we got such a response. It, oh, was, really? it was, yeah. I mean, I've, I've played to 400 when it sounded like 13. <laughs> <laughs> Testify. Me too. So it was nice. But yeah, honestly, if, if, you, if you're coming up. Uh, Tessa Waters. Tessa Waters. Okay, Tessa Waters. And is that a real name, or do you think it's a pun on Test the Waters? You know what? I hadn't oh. thought of that incredibly. Tessa Waters. Tess, Tessa Waters. 
No, I hope it isn't. Can I? Uh, can we edit that bit? I was exploring the uh, saying how it would Don't work. Explore. And, I'll explore um, again. Yeah, I think it was the the bruising and all that. It all got mixed up into one terrible quagmire of. Um, of mistakenness. Oh, God. <laughs> Things were going so well. I've still got me playwriting. Absolute radio. Uh, I'll tell you another thing that I was quite careful to not do um, this year at the Edinburgh Festival. Last year, I got dangerously addicted to haggis. Oh, yeah, it is very addictive, haggis. I had a lot. And this year, I was like, I'm definitely not having haggis the day before my first show because then it might become like one of those pre-show rituals. If the show then goes, well, you think, well, I've got to have my lucky haggis. Yeah. And I don't want to eat 25 haggis in a month. That would be high risk. It sounds good to me. Um, It does sound good. Anyway, finished my show last night, had a cup of tea with my friend and a chat with Emily. On my way home, I went and got myself a haggis. Of course you did. (laughs) Well, I went naughty. Eating it at midnight before getting up at six as well. Ridiculous. I had. uh, I went and saw Rob Orton's show last night, which is also brilliant. And we went for steak and chips afterwards. He's in Frank's play as well. And the steak. There's a list of sauces you can have with it. Mm-hmm. You know, whiskey sauce and oh, pepper right. sauce. Well, you can't have whiskey. But no. then at the bottom of the sauces, for four quid, you could have haggis with it. And I thought, steak and haggis, that would be. But I, I fought the urge. You did? I did. Absolute radio. But now you've mentioned haggis, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have it for a lot. What about I had sausage roll on the train on the way up here? Did you? Yeah, because I get a bit, uh, what happens in Vegas when I come to Scotland. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just, all the rules go out the window. Full fat Coke, sausage roll. Well, what about, I got into my flat and I had a gift uh, from my manager saying good luck with the play and all that. And it was a massive box of cheese and a massive box of fudge. And for the first three days, every meal I had, I had cheese and fudge. (laughs) You got your savoury and sweet there. I was honestly living on cheese and fudge for three days. Now, that can't be good for you. I reckon that's fine. You've got all your food groups covered there. I've got the fudge. I'll I'll give you some fudge during this break. It's it's the best. No, you're all right. Honestly. (laughs) I'll have some. It's exceptional fudge. There's a pink fudge. I don't know what the flavour is. I've never tasted anything like it. Okay. It was it was Raymond and Mr. Timkins all over again. <laughs> Absolute radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner, Emily Dean, and Alan Cochran all together now <laughs> on the Frank Skinner radio show from Edinburgh. You can you can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I. Uh... I would like to talk to you about money, guys. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> We're not paying Cold, in hard cash. <laughs> Folding. Money talks, I've I heard. I want to talk uh, about the um, Harry Kane £10 notes. There's some £10 notes that an artist has... Oh, no, £5, five pound notes there are. And an artist Typical has you engraved... Typically you trying to get more value for money. Yeah, that's inflation for you. An artist has engraved like little Harry Kane portraits onto six fivers and then is sort of spending them around the country. But he's deliberately sent them to like specific yeah. places, like where his dad grew up. Merthyr Tidville. Yeah. And there's well, one in Edinburgh, I There's understand. one here right now. He spent it in the, in the J.K. Rowling Cafe. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's not hers, bit, I don't think. It, they say if you pick it up, it, it, if you get one, it's worth 50 grand. Yeah, I I would question that, though, because I don't know anybody that would pay 50 grand for a fiver. Like, if you ask me, 
how much would you pay for it, even if it's engraved with Harry oh. Kane on it? Well, if I ask you for <laughs> six it. Pounds. <laughs> six pounds is my maximum offer. Okay. So well, if anybody bids like six pounds and one pence, I'm out. I'm not even having love. it. I'm done. I think he's an artist, so you're getting a work of a no, I think We should explain. I think it's made up. It ought, be, it ought to be Banksy. <laughs> yeah. Banksy of England. Excellent. We should say there's six. It'd be a bit ironic if uh, J.K. Rowling got it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, talk about money going to money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's already rowling in it. <laughs> there are six in total. One has gone to... That's one for each goal he scored in the World yeah. Cup, yeah. I believe. But World there are only Cup. four in circulation because one has gone to Harry Kane. Like uh, he needs it. Yeah. Uh, the second one went to the FA. Yeah. That's yeah. going to that's come to a good end, isn't it? Where's that going to end up? It's just going to get lost. Yeah. yeah. Some oligarch. Some house. dog will find it under a hedge. Wrapped <laughs> in brown paper. <laughs> <laughs> but as you say, they've gone everywhere. There's one in uh, all over the country. So there's Wales. There's one yet to be placed in uh, Northern Ireland, I think. That's the final one that's got to it's be f- It's actually illegal, isn't it, to deface? Uh... It is. I think this whole story is glamorising crime. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't. I don't. Um, I re- my dad um, used to work at the Rover plant. Oh, yeah. did he? Well, they made the Land Rovers. So they used to get celebrities going to buy Land Rovers. The Land Rovers, it's such a sort of 70s thing to have. Yeah. Um, and we had on our wall, we we had basically three celebrity autographs on our wall. We had um, Frank Ifield. Do you remember him? The sexy yodeler. Okay. The sexy yodeler. Sexy yodeler, Australian uh, yodeler. He, he, had a, he had a hit with um, She Taught Me to Yodel. Right. I remember don't, that. I don't know that. She no. taught me to yodel, yodel, Oh, right. Yeah. You yeah. get the picture. I do, yeah. Anyway, Anora uh, loved him. Yeah. And, and so he signed uh, a pound note for my dad. Okay. Oh, yeah. And um, No offence, but slightly less exciting. <laughs> well, not at the time. Celebrity-wise. Not at the time. Oh, okay. I mean, Harry Kane's signature would have been, um, well, he would have been in liquid form. At that period, yeah, yeah. so uh, it, that was on. But he said Frank Ifield had said to him, "You know, I, I, we, I've been told I'm not supposed to, to supposed to sign currency. It's not actually legal." <laughs> so I remember that. And then Ginger Baker, we had a signed pound that my dad, had. you know, Ginger Baker, drummer from oh, Korea. Yeah. And then my mom had got. Um, she'd gone been to a, a shop opening when celebrities used to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, they cut the ribbon. Cut the ribbon with scissors. And Noel Gordon, who was <clears throat> the star of Crossroads, Meg which is a yeah, which was a soap. Actually, a young set in the West Midlands. Mm. And uh, in fact, they had a <laughs> they had a thing on the uh, when the internet first started. I remember seeing this, and it was a Birmingham um, thing. You could. Um, I don't know what it's like early social media. Yeah. And it was spottings around Birmingham of former Crossroads <laughs> stars. <laughs> That's what it was. I saw Jane Rossington putting um, oh, dark lovely. glasses on in uh, John Lewis or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And uh, one of them was, was I saw uh, Noel Gordon, but I don't know if it counts. I couldn't actually physically see her because she was in a coffin. Oh my and I thought, I, is, that a, is that a celebrity sighting? It's tricky, isn't it? 
goodness me. Friend. It is I mean, tricky. I'm not sure if that counts as a... Do you know my favourite ever uh, episode of Crossroads? I appreciate this is quite niche, but, Go you on. know, roll with it. The best of a cliffhanger was Noel Gordon, the character of Meg Mortimer. Uh, there she gets a phone call. She picks it up. She went, hello, darling. I've taken a tranquilizer. <laughs> Those was in the days when tranquilizer struck fear. Just a word. Yeah. Excellent. Do people still, do they still call tranquilizers? I'm going to start yeah. saying. I think I'm going to start taking them just so I can use the word. <laughs> Absolute radio. We should say that the engraver owl for the uh, five pound notes is from Birmingham, which is a is lovely, right? lovely thing for you, I thought, Frank. Oh yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah, it, one of yours. Uh, fine detailed work, of course, was the specialist. Um, it used to be the toy shop of of Europe, Birmingham. Well, it's oh, yeah. called uh, Graham Short. Our oh, Graham. Okay. Yeah. It's a very good drawing of uh, Harry Kane. Is it? I say it looks brilliant, but apparently it will fade and uh, and kind of disappear after the group matches. <laughs> <laughs> I worry though that. The thing that worries me a bit about it, and it has this in common with the statue of uh, Chris, as we call him. Oh, Chris oh, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Ronaldo. Which is, I don't like statues where you can see the teeth. I don't think you should ever have teeth on any sort of, you know, if it's yeah, a, but he, on to a be bust fair, or a statue. He can't draw Harry Kane with his mouth closed because he, oh. no, he, he doesn't does, do he it in real life. It. So why, That's why a very good start point. now? <laughs> Yeah, but I just think teeth look funny on a statue. You can't have Michelangelo's David with the big old wonky teeth. You're right. I think um, if you can avoid teeth, it probably is. Um, I don't Mm. know as you say, it's a tricky one with Harry unless you give him a toffee apple. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't want to be into 3D. You know those holograms you get on that? One of the things I didn't understand about um, Graham Short is they said he'd done this before with... um, He put Jane Austen... On That's a ten pound note, and I thought I've had one of them. I think. Have you? Isn't isn't Jane Austen on She's the She's on notes, yeah, but maybe not engraved in there. Has in he like done the all them? Bit. No. <laughs> so he did Most it. Most Birmingham thing you've ever said. So, so the, the, the 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 royal mint has seen that and thought I'm having that, and they've nicked his. Or did um, he put it on? Did he put it on the ones that already had it, like his own version of it? Like an echo. Oh, that 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 would be a bit cheeky, wouldn't it? It is a bit a cheeky. A better version of yeah. Jade Austen. I love our discussions bit, about money. It's like, like you've seen someone's Edinburgh show and going, I've got some extra jokes for you. Yeah, like I'd that. never do that. <laughs> I never do. I'm not going to say which one, but I did see an Edinburgh show, which included a joke that I had suggested after seeing a, a preview. Oh, did you? Really? So oh, excellent. Sometimes it's it a board. bad thing. I've made a vow I'm never going uh, to do oh, it again. it's fine. Is it that? If I go and see you and say, you know, that bit you could add. You've done that before, don't I? Oh hypothetical. Oh <laughs> Sorry Can we that. just leave the studio? I feel sick. <laughs> Have I done that before? Yeah. Oh, now, why do I do that? Absolute radio. And just while that was playing, I just doodled on the back of a tenor and uh, it's now for sale for £40,000 if anybody's interested. What's the doodle? Uh, it's, um, it's a monkey in a banana. Oh, uh, I think you want a famous person. Oh, I've done. Um, one of the PG tips monkeys. Has that helped? <laughs> I've done uh, the whole of Kajagoogoo. Oh, have you? Around the Queen's face, like it's a sort of a, a team picture. All right, I'll I've give done, you seven uh, for it. I've done Cagney and Lacey. Oh, oh nice. With trench coat. 
Oh, you did it, Mary Beth. We did it, Harvey. <laughs> so, uh... Absolute 80s. Okay, yeah. that name at the moment. I'd have thought the obvious person, if you're going to put a, an England footballer on um, a British banknote, uh, Raheem Sterling. Very good. Surely. Come on. Very good. I love that, Frank. What a great idea. Uh, really. That would have been a lovely... I wonder if there'll ever be a footballer actually on... There should be. On the, you know, like on the money, as it were. Yeah, on the money. <laughs> Playing the um, Johnson Faraday role, you mean, up front. But if they just picked one by Tom Bowler, didn't go for just the famous one. It ended up with, like, oh, well, D- Dean Windass. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that because he's sort of celebrating the game in general just rather than just I the do, I, Okay, I'd go Nigel Clough. Oh, well, yeah. Is Don't it? overlook Steve Bull. <laughs> I'd rather overlook Steve You would. <laughs> I remember, from the I remember he wears a tatter's hat. You're right. It should just be some sort of, as you say, Tom Bowler. You just, everyone gets a Tom chance. Tom Bowler, he's another one. <laughs> yeah. He's on the cricket now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Eric Bowler, or uh, E Bowler, as he was called. I don't know. Don't know if I should tell you this. This is a almost a glimpse behind the curtain on the subject subject of cash. There's a magician guy on the circuit, on the comedy circuit, who used to get ten pounds off an audience member, mm. and then he would do a magic trick where he set it on fire on stage to hilarity. Everyone thinking illegal. The person's. I don't think that is been. illegal. Well, what, Everybody what? would think the volunteer's tenor has been burned yeah. and then he would make it reappear and give it back to them. And somebody said to them backstage, how do you do that trick? And he said, oh, i just burn a tenor and give it to them. So oh. you think, he's spending £10 a show on that <laughs> rubbish trick. Wow. I mean, you don't have to be a maths genius to work out. That's quite expensive over the course of a month or a year of... Gigs. Yeah. Will you still get hate mail from the magic circle that you've given that away? Oh, possibly. Oh Even though it's not, it's not a trick. By any stretch, a trick. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. I tell you what, I wouldn't be uh, the woman who's getting sawn in half by you. <laughs> Absolute radio. I just burnt £20 to impress you all, didn't I? Good. <laughs> I hope that woman with the pink fan isn't listening to this. Yeah, it'll be turned blue. <laughs> what about uh, Craig Cash? He could oh. turn up on something, couldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Craig Cash recently. I did um, Loose Ends with oh. him. Oh, yeah. He has I got someone, he or someone else, has got to write a play about Marky e. Smith of the fall in which Craig Cash plays Marky e. Smith. Oh, yeah, that'd be He's, good. That is waiting to happen. When I looked at him, I thought, you've got to. The voice... And he's got that, you know, that well, don't mank. Don't say the face. That mank. Well, no, no, he's not as far, but that could be achieved. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's got to. He's got to play Marky Smith. I should. I meant to say it to him, but um, yeah, it'd be great as well, because he's got that that mank kind of chippiness, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Which we all love, of course. I. Why didn't he change the note to a six-pound note? Oh, for for yeah. the six goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big old number to pull off that. I yeah, mean, there's a lot of what? admin. Do you know where right. I always set my alarms for things like 7.01 and 2.33? Yeah. Because I will not be oppressed by the twelfths that mm-hmm. everyone spits an hour into. Sounds so like the prisoner when you say that. Yeah, <laughs> why do... Um, I am not a number. <laughs> why do we have to... Why is it always multiples of five in the notes world? That's right. 
Uh, yeah, what would be your dream note? You know what? I'd love a seven. Eight quid note. Seven would be good. Nice biblical number. Seven. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's all over the Bible like a rash. What about 12? Would you like a 12 pound note as well? 12 pound note? You know what? I wouldn't, one, really. I you wouldn't. wouldn't. Um, I think seven or six, maybe, is a bit more practical. 12 pound note would be quite good for buying yes. a paperback, I've got surely. my hand up because I've just remembered something. On the train on the way up, I was with the, the staff. And we sat next to a man, lovely man. Turned the out, staff of the train or the staff of the radio staff show? Staff of the radio show. Okay. Turned out to be a football agent, more of which later. Okay. Lovely man. But at one point he said, so um, what's your lucky number? <laughs> oh, what? okay. This sounds like a chat-up line. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, Was he reading about how to chat number? up birds Who on the train? Who <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's an old book. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be at work. What's, what's your lucky number? But would you ask someone that? I said, I don't have but one. What was it I'm about? not eight. What was it about? I don't know. I don't know where it led. But he just asked. Well, he was making... I don't like the sound of it. Do you not? No, he was ever so nice. I know nice. the number he was he hoping was for. so nice. Oh, what do you think? Oh, dear. Oh, oh. Frank. If you'd have said that, I mean, oh. I know. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I'm worried that it was directed at all three of the ladies, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. legend. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> of course, we still put up, don't we, with uh, the 99p thing. Yeah. That is, can you believe that's still going? Still Based going. on the psychological theory that people will say, I'm not paying four quid for that. No, it's three ninety nine. Oh, OK. Yeah, we all do it. We all know but it. But do we do it? Yes, we do. Do Although, we actually... Re- yeah. Man is simple. Although my Edinburgh show is uh, 10 and 11 pounds or 11 and 12. There's no 99 on that. Why haven't I done that? I could get some more people in. So could I get in with my uh, new 11 pound note? <laughs> yes, you'd be very welcome. <laughs> oh, lovely. That's great. Um, I uh, No, it's a weird thing that, that people, you know, people think 20 quid, no way. 19.99, yeah. all right. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to party like it's 20 quid. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute radio. We've had a missive in from Alan. Frank et al. What's the point? (laughs) No, go The 99p is to stop fraud slash money scamming in shops. If it was a full pound, then when someone paid the exact money, there would be no need to open the till and give change. Therefore, the sales assistant could pocket the money. 99p forces the sales assistant to open the till and give change. Thanks, Alan. (sighs) Wow. Such is human nature that that has had to be brought in. I'm not buying that, Al. I think it sounds strangely convincing. Hmm. A man once came up to me in a restaurant and did that thing, is everything all right with your food? And I said, why do people do that? If, I, if there's anything wrong with the food, I'll complain about it. And he said, uh, yeah, what people do is they complain after they've eat, eaten like two-thirds of the meal. He said, that's why we come very early on. Right. And if you've okayed it then, yeah. then, when you come up after and try and basically get a free meal, we're able to say, well, we did ask you and you said it was fine. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, that's a good thing to do. But all these checks and and measures on human behaviour. Samuel Johnson said, if ever you question uh, whether the human being is essentially dishonest, just read any contract. (laughs) And it is. It's all about stopping people doing bad stuff illegally because they'll do it if you don't put it in the contract. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I don't want to end, though, by the way, on a terrible no, no. downer on humanity. What about um, 
some Sue Pollard anecdotes for Did, ending. That's a nice light ending. Uh, I just can't get enough. Yeah. I just can't get enough. 489 has texted, good morning, Frank and friends. Talking of Sue Pollard, which we were earlier. Mm-hmm. We were. Uh, it reminded me of a Friday evening in London, having a few beers by way of celebrating my mate John's birthday. Would be shouldn't. Any road. <laughs> Sue was in the pub and we all got chatting. And as John left, she planted several kisses on his cheek and shirt collar. Shut up. Wishing him many happy returns. Lovely. Sue was sporting a lot of very bright red lipstick. To cut a long story short, (laughs) John's explanation to his wife that it was Sue Pollard was not believed then, nor ever has been. Well, we've all used that one. (laughs) Of course, I don't use it after a questionnaire in the Daily Mail. (laughs) Absolute radio. Oh, yeah, but that's that's a natural ebullience, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. she's an ebullient character. Oh, it's all right when they do it. Yeah, John's wife should understand. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I I can understand John's wife's... uh, Especially as John's wife is actually Miss Cathcart. (laughs) (laughs) If this was in the days before the mobile phone camera attachment, then it would have been very difficult. Now there would be a selfie with Sue, wouldn't there? Yeah, totally. See, it's Sue, but... Yeah. Back then, we should have got a selfie the other day. So treated with mistrust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I mention one other show? I went to see sure. a show called um, "We've Got Each Other," which is a, um, a John Bon Jovi musical. Oh, I love the sound of that, Frank. <laughs> and it was um, what was nice about it is um, the premise. I don't think it's giving it too much away. It's, of course, it begins like this, and. The premise is this bloke has written a John Bon Jovi musical and um, and then it proved to be uh, too expensive to stage. <laughs> so it's an enormous blank stage with one bloke sitting in a corner reading from a, a, a bound script. Oh, okay. A bit like, you know, I, I always love the opening to Michael Winner's True Crimes yeah, when he sat yeah. in a chair with a book. And well, said, actually, that was like when I saw Russell Grant, lest we forget, yes. a few oh, yeah. years ago at Edinburgh. I know, but the True Crimes used to have some terrible things. Yeah. Like he'd say, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Baxter was a calm, collected woman. But she literally lost her head on the 7th of <laughs> September night. And you think, whoa, don't, don't pun on it, Michael. <laughs> Don't pawn on a beheading, Michael. <laughs> That's what the director shouted, but he wouldn't be told. So um, it was it was really... If you love musical theatre... Yeah. We've got each other. It's, it's I mean, it's, He was having a moment with you then, Frank. Yeah. Alan was. So he basically <laughs> he just tells you the whole show. But oh, I tell okay. you what, Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Uh, but it's great. It's got every sort of... In reference to musical theatre, you could uh, I, mean, I love you could wish I for. love Slippery When Wet. The Bon is it Bon Jovi Slippery When Wet? It is. Yeah. We it's was having fun, a, in the queue. We was having a, a debate. A woman was saying to me, "You know, we've been talking all. We've racked our brains." And I thought this is good. They haven't googled. And she uh-huh. said, um, "We can only think of one Bon Jovi song, and that's Living on a Prayer." Oh, oh. Man, there's a lot of others. Yeah, mm. it's slightly ironic because. <laughs> I don't think I should tell you. Spoilers. <laughs> Let's say that that one does feature quite heavily <laughs> in the uh, musical. So, look, um, we come to the end of uh, our little Edinburgh sojourn. Oh, sojourn. Not me, kid. Um, now you're still up for uh, yeah. ages. Doing the duration, aren't I? Um, in fact, Steve Hall will be with us uh, next yeah. week, our old friend of the show, Steve Hall, because... Um, well, Alan will be with his new friends. Yeah. <laughs> Edinburgh. But uh, 
thank you uh, so much for listening. And uh, good morning, Britain. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Absolute radio. Radio.